0: The Leave Your Legacy podcast is supported by Wise Financial. Wise Financial is a Northwestern Mutual private client group member. For over 20 years, Wise Financial has dedicated its efforts to designing comprehensive wealth management strategies for business owners and many accomplished athletes. Through their efforts, Wise Financial has been recognized as an industry-leading firm. The Northwestern Mutual Life Insurance Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Hello and welcome to the Leave Your Legacy show. I'm your host, Kenya Murray, and today we have a very special episode. I was honored to be able to speak at the Iowa FCA Luncheon and to talk about an organization that is touching lives and changing communities. FCA is just doing that here in the state of Iowa, specifically here in the city of Des Moines. And today's guests are going to be leaders from FCA, so stay tuned. We've got a great show for you. Well, today we have some very special guests on the show, and I think this show is different because of we're looking at the impact that FCA and this faith-based programming, how it's changing not only our communities, but how we feel it can change the world. So today I'm going to welcome my first two guests, uh, Brian Brown and Julian Dismute. So for our fans, just give a little bit of background, like where you're from, hometown, and, and, and colleges, things like that. Just Give our audience a little taste of, of who you guys are yeah right. uh, me okay i'm julian Dismute. i'm
1: from a small town in iowa called fort dodge i don't know if anybody knows about that but small town about 25 to 30,000 people i played basketball growing up in high school uh was a decent athlete i mean to play track football uh i ran track played football but basketball was my sport um, mm-hmm. Now interesting story really very small. I played a little bit of college two weeks before my first game. I got kicked off the team. I could not believe it. (laughs) Um, Because I was one of the key guys there. But uh, my college career was um, very, very short. Um, Long story short, met my wife around that time. Mm -hmm. We had a beautiful son a few years later. You know, we got married, we had the, you know, we started to do what most people do. And um, 2016, I felt like that's when my journey uh really began so, like my purpose in life right you right. know and you know I do some speaking and share my testimony God was using me but um started with FCA you know here living in Des Moines I want to say that too like mm. my wife and I we moved here in uh 2015. okay it's a dream big city bright lights Des Moines yeah you know, yeah <laughs> chasing it and we wanted also wanted a better life for our son Kyrie gotcha. he's our only son he's 11 years old he's a great kid goes to Waukee
2: he can hope too. Yeah.
1: yeah, well, like, well he's, he's definitely better than me, but he has yeah. that support. <laughs> he has that support. Yeah, yeah. And we yeah. believe in him and his dreams. And so mm-hmm. uh, fast forward um, over the years, God really got my heart, changed me, uh, took my story and got some glory out of it. Yeah. And in 2022, I joined the FCA staff, yeah. and I've been on staff with the FCA uh, for a year and a half and honored that God is using my story to impact kids mm-hmm. in the urban community. So it's been a, um, been a blessing, man, really has been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I know you got, you got a
0: little bit of a deeper deep, dogs, deeper man. backstory, yeah. but you know. Uh, I'm yeah.
2: gonna keep it short. I mean, I know we got it some ways to go. Um, I will start off, I think, where Julian started. I'm from a small town in Louisiana called New Iberia. And we often joke that New Iberia, him having never seen it, and I have been to Fort Dodge, it's very similar, <laughs> okay. I will tell you that big things come out of small packages. Come so on, dogs. man, so, um, talk about but it. But just being from South Louisiana, um you know this is my story I, and I'll, I'll keep it short and sweet my mom my heart yeah. um she was mm-hmm. uh, she had a sixth grade education she was pregnant at 16 years old She and my dad married and my oldest brother uh, melvin mm-hmm. and I have a, a middle brother named greg and then you know i was the baby of the bunch i'm mm-hmm. the only one that ever went to even had an idea to go to college um and it was because of um the gift of high jumping i didn't know it was in me but god he he put it in me and it opened up doors and it wasn't just for me mm. it was doors that were opened so that um as i met the person who would lead me to christ he mm-hmm. was my roommate mm-hmm. um then when my life changed i had the opportunity to go back and share christ with my mom yeah. my dad my nephew generationally because of what god did it changed everything in my life so i knew to dedicate my life back unto yeah. him so i'm a um I love the Lord. I'm a pastor here at Hope Elam. And man, um, I get to spend time with people like Julian, um, who is such a two-way street. You know, you, when you are sharing Christ with other people, you Absolutely. think you're pouring into them and you just look around and, and they're just saturating you yeah. like with who they are, their experience and uh has made me a better person to one answer the call mm-hmm. and then to be open and filleted wide open to whatever god to whatever He, he want to do we sing this song rain over yeah. take, take over come yeah. on, have your way whatever that is so that's where that's kind of my anthem right now
0: yeah well we're, we're not going to skip past this because mm-hmm. one of the things we we talk about all the time is sacrifice yeah, yeah. and julian mentioned his his family but your family yeah has made some sacrifices yeah. too for you to be here mm-hmm. where you feel called yeah.
2: so what God does though is he prepares and he equips so my wife and I've been married 30 plus years so mm-hmm. and we have a close family like mm-hmm. you talk about your boys they have two boys and a daughter all played ball well mm-hmm. two of them played ball <laughs> and God had already prepared our hearts when there is resolve in your life and you know it's God yeah. he makes it what it needs to be. So Natasha and I would have never chosen to mm. live in different states, right. even after thirty years. But when the call came, and you know it's God, yeah. and she and I on the same page yeah, in yeah. peace, she's like we got this. And yeah. so it's been a year and a half. Um, everybody's good, and you know God is uh, getting all the glory. So mm. I appreciate you letting me share that because mm. you know it's bigger than bigger than me. Yeah, it's all about him
0: it is and i think mm-hmm. you know family is important you know we, i talked about it today just you know whether it's your family that drives you your family that supports you mm-hmm. like they're they're such an important part of who we are who we become mm-hmm. um, and a lot of times they're the ones that see us differently than we mm-hmm. see ourselves and like you said your wife was like okay you yeah. know go do this we well, got mm-hmm. this and yeah. that's that's so important and and obviously you're thinking about your family with your wife and making that decision to move here. Yeah. You know, those are the things that we probably don't think about too often because of just the, of living, mm-hmm. of, you know, mm-hmm. just, you know, being, mm-hmm. being here and going through our, our days. But, but it's, it's really important and, and FCA has, you know, as I'm learning and now as a yeah. you know, board you're member, I'm really seeing the impact that you're having. And, and Julian, I want you to start with, mm-hmm. you know, why is the mission? of FCA so pivotal in today's society, especially Mm -hmm. with the youth that you are meeting with, pouring Mm -hmm. into mentoring. Why is this mission so important?
1: Man, I mean, where do I begin? I'll just say from my heart, we live in a very dark, um, deceptive, manipulative society. A lot of broken people and hurt people hurt people. Mm. So there's a lot of hurt going on, which I felt like when God called me to FCA, I had no idea. You would think me being an athlete right. uh, mm-hmm. and also have a, a huge faith background that, oh, of course you're working for FCA. I had no idea that this treasure mm-hmm. of a ministry was out here.
0: Right, right.
1: Like I grew up in a small town where there was a lot of pain, struggle, grew up with my own traumas and hurt and pain. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that this was a, there was a ministry out there that was gathering athletes and coaches together to talk about things that actually matter right Mm -hmm. like things like purpose and identity and how to like why you shouldn't do this and why you shouldn't pursue that and the effects of that was going to have on my life and so when i found out the heart of this ministry which is a discipleship ministry for those that do not know what fca is um the opportunity i seen for myself was to use my story to equip people Mm -hmm. Well will engage with them, then equip them and then empower them yeah. to get all that God has for them. And so for me, I think I grew up in like I lost both of my parents before I turned 10. I, I didn't have any. I didn't know what I was doing, but sports was the thing that I cling to. I'm like, this is going to be the thing that's going to get us out of the the, the struggle, yeah. out of the suffering. And when that all came to an end, yeah. I didn't have anything else to lean on. And so how many other kids, especially because mm. I started urban, right? Yeah. Like how many kids have the same story? Right. Broken home. Yeah. You know, they, the mom's not there or dad's not there. Drugs right. and addictions is what they're kind of familiar with because of the uncle or whatever their environment. Mm. Um, they can't be what they don't see.
0: Right.
3: Right.
1: And for me, I truly believe like because God has changed my life, transformed my life and brought people to be a part of that story. Now they can see me. And so FCA, we get to go into these spaces of people's lives and meet them exactly where they are. Mm-hmm. As their identities wrapped up in being a hooper yep. or being a football player, we get to be close mm-hmm. in proximity. to say, hey man, what's up? Like what's really going on underneath, underneath the mask, like behind the pads, who are you mm-hmm. really? Yeah. When you take off the basketball jersey, who are you really? Like, I know you got them J's on your feet, but like, where, are you following Jesus? the the Mm -hmm. real J that you should be following, Mm -hmm. or is it the MJ Mm -hmm. that like, like, let's help them discover who they truly are. So FCA, our vision Mm -hmm. is to see the world transformed by Jesus Christ, through the influence of coaches and athletes. So we coming in through that avenue of sport to be Mm -hmm. like, what's up, y'all? And we get to bring the gospel there, man. And so I really do believe it's going to be the game changer, Mm right? Literally the game changer to see the world transform, not because of like our ministry is anything special, we got the body of Christ, we got the church, that's good. But how much we put sports on a pedestal.
0: Right, mm-hmm.
1: well, yeah, yeah. NBA, football, I just believe, um, you see all these athletes, Brock Purdy, some of these other athletes around that are starting to be vocal about their faith in sport. That just lets me know that God
0: is moving in sport. And so I'm very mm-hmm. excited for the future. Yeah, and yeah. you, you, so you, mm. you were here in Des Moines, yeah. director of the Drake Relays, mm-hmm. you move away, mm. and then you come back to be yeah. a pastor here. So where do you see mm-hmm. your, I guess I wouldn't say that way, but what is your part of this whole FCA mission and and as a pastor here at at Hope Elam?
2: That's a great question, Kenya, I appreciate it. Um, So I was familiar with um, FCA just from my time I spent previous. Yeah. Um, I knew, because I visited the church, I was part of Elam Christian Fellowship for 10 years before the merger. Gotcha. So um, I knew FCA was, the headquarters was here, um, I worked at Drake, which is directly across the yeah. street for 16 years, <laughs> where, when I came in 2000, mm. uh, there was a man, young man named Joe Swanson, who's here, who was leading FCA in 2000, and he was departing Drake. Right. And at that time, God put it on my heart to keep FCA going. So for years, Natasha, my wife, and I would go buy the fruit, yeah. go buy the snacks, set it all up, and we would host FCA. Mm. So from that standpoint, FCA, foundationally, was a part of my experience in Des Moines, and so once um, you know things evolve, and I remember when Dave Applegate came on, took things over, dapped him up, he and his bride <laughs> took that over. and so FCA for me has been not only you know from the um, ground level, but I was a part of the board as well. so I got a chance to see the development where it's going. And so, as a pastor, Um, in this location, across from Drake, I lived four houses down. So this edifice, this building was here and I would walk by it all the time. Mm -hmm. And so to be here, like in this space in Des Moines, across Mm -hmm. from Drake, in the neighborhood in which I lived for 10 years is a call. So when the opportunity came and as crazy as it sounded for Natasha and I to to split for a season, Mm -hmm. it was undeniable. And part of that is Mm -hmm. I didn't know that the blessing of meeting Julian and working closely within the building mm-hmm. with FCA right upstairs, the interaction with Dave and Luis and everyone all day, every day, yeah. would be so instrumental in me becoming a character coach for yep. North High School basketball. Gotcha. Yes, And so, relationally, that's how things change. In proximity that Julian talked about, that's how things change. When you were talking about your family, And I said this to you after you finished, (laughs) you was giving your speech and then something shifted and you just start ministering to us. Mm -hmm. That's what happens when you're in proximity. So we meet often, and I always say it's a two way street, um, and as much as I think I'm mentoring, he's pouring into me. So Mm -hmm. when I go to North and I'm just in proximity, the unplanned interaction with these young men Mm -hmm. and with the coaches is godly. Those Mm -hmm. are where lives change and so, Part of my role, as to answer your question, is to be in proximity, to Love be it. available.
0: Love it. You know, mm. with you dealing with young people, and, yeah. and Julian, I'll, I'll put this at, on you, what do you feel is the hardest thing for you when it comes to, you come in a room, you've got these young people in there, and you're trying to, you know, share with them. You mentioned it. Mm-hmm. There's a connection when it comes to, to the athletic part of it. But yeah. What do you find challenging when you go in and, and try to connect with the, the young people of today? What, what's been the, the biggest challenge for you? I'll
1: tell you this, man,
0: um, even as I even get emotional thinking
1: about mm-hmm. it, it's the word trust. Like, and especially in the community that I serve in, society, a lot of them are at third, you know, like black, black Latino, like they, they've been marginalized right. for so long. Families have been divided, so much hurt. And unprocessed pain leads to a hard heart. Mm. And so, especially when you see, listen to music that is violent, and a lot of times you see black-on-black crime, right? Another black man come in, and you would think, because representation does matter, that they're just going to trust you. Right, right. Mm. you are like, bro, like, like you dabbing <laughs> up with him, and you cool, but, like, you can still tell to have that guard up. Yeah. Mm. And yeah. so, for me, it's just learning to, like, you don't, we don't deserve their trust, we got to earn that come on, but they've been broken, hurt, lied to even from people that are godly. Yeah. all because I'm FCA and I love the Lord doesn't mean that I can be trusted to them, Mm. should be. But in the past, they have been hurt. So for me, it's learning to, to love on them, right? And Mm. learning to show your heart by your actions, through your hands. And Mm. I just believe like people don't care how much you know, until they know how much you care. And so I just try to go in there and just let them know I care. And then when God gives mm. an opportunity to pour into them, then I just start giving them the mm. story. And you see it in their eyes, you yeah, just yeah. be like, boom. Mm. And then when you show up to the games, they see you consistently. They are like, okay, mm. this person's consistent in my yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. And so I just think building that trust, trust is a huge foundation for marriage, my relationship mm. with my wife, my friends, um, leaders. So like you build with people, but that, you build with people, but that foundation, Has to be built on trust.
0: And once that trust is built, man, you're cooking with gas now. I I was gonna say it's it's like you have to show up for them and you have to show up often. You do. And you know, to your point, they see you walk in and but once you get you break down that wall Mm -hmm. and then they allow you to tell your story. Man. It's probably your story that is I mean, it's like okay, like, okay, I kinda like this guy. And then when you tell your story and what you've been through, it's like, man. Okay, like he's been through some of the same things I have. There's that familiarity with it, and it's like they see you come in, you're dressed nice. That's the thing. You know, and they're like, okay, who is this this, dude? Who who is this dude?
1: Uncle Tom. You hear things like, i oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And
0: that's the thing. Like, they didn't see me, they
1: didn't find, they didn't know me when I was broken.
0: Right, right.
1: So, when I come in and they're broken and they see me all fixed together, they don't know the story. Mm -hmm. So, you build the trust, and then when you give them pieces of the story, and I'm like, no, I was you. Now, I was there. And you're like so how'd you get and you start sharing nuggets with them they're like that's exactly what i'm going through boom and now they have this light
0: and now all of a sudden they're like maybe there is hope right Mm. we provide hope for them yeah and that's what our story carries absolutely no i i think that's that's wonderful and and brian for Mm. you you know i mean you're you're viewed as a leader you know Mm -hmm. what are some of the challenges and i know we talked about a little bit today yeah uh with the challenges i wouldn't say challenges but just kind of what fca needs to move forward so as a leader what are you seeing as things like oh. if we do A, B, and C, we know we can take F, C, A yeah, to this yeah. this next point.
2: You know, I feel like this is um, this is the a, a time of planting, and I think it's a time to understand that the uh, the hope that we have is not in our ability to transform or to make things different. What we have an opportunity is to tell the story about our brokenness Mm. and how God was able to make a difference. I get to do that at times from the pulpit, but the pulpit is not the place to truly have all the equipping happen. You have to build a team. And so when you have a team of people Mm. with like-mindedness and with hearts that are um, the same, then you can start to trust that the messaging is gonna be consistent. Julian just talked about how the consistency builds trust. That trust has to be built, I think, with team members, too.
3: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: like in time, I want to spend more time with you because I know we good. I want you to know like who I am and that when you have that, I'm sure you have a lot of people you <laughs> on.
0: But it might, be, it might come a, yeah, yeah. a day
2: that you just need somebody outside that circle yeah. and you need a place to put some stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If we can be that for each other, we talk about it in ministry, about the idea of being hitched in. Mm-hmm. And that's what I am right now. And what I mean by that, there's somebody on my left, and there's somebody walking on my right. And then we walk in and doing life together so that if I have some, some issues where I need to lean on somebody, you're mm-hmm. there. If I'm out being isolated by myself, man, I'm not accountable to anybody.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: So I think collectively, to transition and to transform this world. We need accountability. We need to walk with the team and FCA mm-hmm. and the whole athletics experience is about team. Yeah. And yeah. you know, because you've been on some great teams that um, everybody matters, the starters as well as those yep, who right. are the role players.
0: Absolutely. Well, I'm, I mentioned my team.
2: You mm-hmm. know, I
0: mentioned my team, my Bible study group that I went the to where one. those men were I mean, they were everything for me in that moment. But the reality is I had another Bible study group that I was doing um, via mm-hmm. Zoom. And okay. we had athletes, we had basketball players that were in Italy and Spain mm-hmm. that were chiming in. It was during COVID, you know, mm-hmm. so yeah. it was that time yeah. where, where people were looking mm-hmm. for connection with others. And, but you need to have people in your life that really fill different roles. Yes, You know what yes. I'm saying? Like, so yeah. it's, it, it's everybody's uh, not the same. and And when you have people around you that, are kind of the same and if that group is moving in the wrong direction mm-hmm. it just pulls mm-hmm. you there so yeah. having people that i know that i can trust in various things um different things that are going on in my life because the reality too is like we're in a different season than julian is when it comes to being a father and that's a great. husband that's you know mm-hmm. and so so you know i may not i may not connect with him like i can give advice you know you yeah. were asking me about Most advice definitely. but i can i can do that but but there may be someone that's in that same season mm-hmm. of life that you are it can help you navigate those things mm-hmm. a little bit different because I've been there and done it. 100%. I can tell you what I did, but that may have a little bit of significance. But having someone that's in that same mm-hmm. season 100%. can help you a lot. So yeah. it's it's really good to have different people. It really has yeah, yeah. been key. Yeah,
2: yeah. Now t- we have um, this space. Sometimes this we'll get together. We call it the upper room. <laughs> gotcha. Um, just because we, you know when it's we go, nice. it's all about just being real, yeah. you know? Yeah, some Bible, yeah, but it's just being raw, real with the, with the God. Yeah, yeah. And absolutely. it's the upper room of just honoring God with our, with our lives. Um, and then when we come out, we come out with, with, mm. with concepts, really it's not a concept, with um, a demarcation of life, like up or down. Yeah, yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. up or down, man, I got you. I'm with you, whether it's, whether you up, whether you down, whether you do a thing or don't do a thing, I'm with you. And we're gonna mm. roll, and what that means, that even when it's hard, even when maybe I'm disappointed, I'm with you. And yeah. when you come out and you have people in your life like that, life is, life is better. And we want that. I want that for those kids. I want Absolutely. those for the, you know, a lot of times they don't have anyone that they know got them. Yeah. You know, it should be mom and dad, yeah. it should be your brother and your cousins or whatever. Sometimes there's no one. And so sometimes it becomes those people on your team. And those relationships that they're for, they have no idea right now, but those are the ones. Up or down, those those guys are gonna be there. And so you get the opportunity to build that. And so they don't know that right now. I try to point that out.
0: I love that. And you know, this it's been a great conversation, but yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna close on something like I always do this For sure. on every shelf. All on. right. And I didn't I didn't send you guys these in the, in advance. All so right. I'm gonna all get right. some real answers with this. We call it rapid fire. All okay? right. Okay. So so the, this is what I'm gonna ask both of you. And uh, We'll let, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go age before beauty on this one. Let's go, let's go. Okay, cookie, pie, or cake?
2: Uh, it must be you talking about age before, oh, it's talking about me, <laughs> okay. Uh, definitely, definitely cookie.
0: Cookie? Do, yeah. you have a, do you have a certain cookie? I like? have,
2: I do. It's, it's uh, macadamia. Macadamia? Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. It'll I have never me. been like a It'll cookie with nuts in it, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know I mean? Oh, I'm a pecan. <laughs> you, you some pecans and a macadamia. Wait, hold on, those on. Things, he's from man. the south. You from the south? Yeah, yeah, man. yeah. yeah.
0: All right, same thing for Julian. So you said cookie, cake, cake or pie?
1: Or, Ooh, I'm gonna say probably cake. I like red velvet cake. Okay, and I like champagne cake. And man, when I could eat dairy, I love that ice cream cake from DQ. Yeah. You, I, I'm not going to lie to you. So I would say cake for me, man. Yeah. Um, I don't eat much sweets, but if I had to choose one of the three. OK, yeah, That's, I like that.
0: Sweets are definitely my vice. Mm-hmm. Come on. This, yeah. think, oh, my God. Cookie pie or cake. Yeah. Cookie pie or cake. Uh, I'm probably going to go uh, my wife. I'll probably go cookie. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a chocolate chip dunkin in the milk. Man, come on now. Yeah. Oreo. Are you an Oreo guy? I am, too. Yeah. 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 Is, yeah. So in our house, <laughs> sweets don't last very long <laughs> so i'll always roll it to the store and like throwing something in whatever yeah, yeah yeah sweets are sweets are my downfall all right so if you could and, and i know you know this is this is a question i i asked because mm-hmm. i think it's kind of cool to get people's thoughts on this but sure. if there was anyone and not necessarily the person but if there's anyone you could uh, change places with mm-hmm. let's say for a month wow who would that be and why You first
2: good question do you want me to you want me to answer first i'll tell you what i I, am so
0: my my answer is i would trade places with chris and keegan because i was was never able to be Mm -hmm. i never was able to play in the nba Mm -hmm. um and i would do that because Mm -hmm. that's that would have been the pinnacle of Like my basketball career and not even for the accolades or anything like that but just the experience of being of playing at that level i think i was a pretty good player and i played overseas but just to just to be there because of you know not only the 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 training that you get the coaching that you get being able to travel and see the world and things like that being able because i look at it as an opportunity because of where athletes are placed being a professional basketball player gives a platform to be able to change mm-hmm. a lot of lives. So Whether mm-hmm. it's through, you know, monetary donations, time spent mm-hmm. volunteering, I just see that that platform is so big to change people. And I might not have thought this way, say, ten years ago, it'd have been like, yeah. yeah, you know, the money, da da da. But it's the platform, mm-hmm. and that's the one thing that I love about Chris and yeah. Keegan is that they're using their platform for good. Yeah, and yeah. so that's that's who I would trade with, that's and weird. that's why.
2: That's beautiful as a father. Um, you want to go? You want me to go? I'll go. Okay. You yeah. So. yeah,
0: I would
1: say I would trade places with my son. Yeah. Yeah. He has. You already said he's a better player than you. Yeah, so sorry. even on the hooping not thing, not not the thing that was killing it as 11 year old. I mean, man. Yeah. But outside of hooping. You know, I always wanted a mom and a dad mm. like to be present.
2: Come on. Man. And I, you know,
1: yes, I had a grandma and a grandpa. Um, and my aunt so I had people in my life right mm-hmm. but when I was a kid there was something about seeing my friends with their parents and like the life that they would have like they mm-hmm. seemed like they was happy and I'm not saying everybody's happy but like I wanted a family right and so if I could trade places with anyone to be him because man I see the difference mm-hmm. um, having both parents in a home uh, faith following God living out their purpose has it on a child this dude is chilling. I mean, he just think the <laughs> world is his. Yeah, and it yeah, is because yeah. it's our father's. Right. On, he man. gives it to us. But like, I see how much access he has to opportunities mm. and no, like, he doesn't have as many barriers in his way. And I see the freedom that he can wake up with, not worrying about the next meal, not worrying about, like, he doesn't have to be living with anxiety. Like I felt many years of my life I was spent questioning. Like, who am I? Like, what am I going to do? Like, and hooping was like the only thing i seen. So for him, I, I just think like to be in that space where I get to see mom and watch how mm. she is and receive her love and, and be like, okay, that's how love feels. And yeah. then a father's love. Okay. That's what discipline feels like. That's yeah, yeah. love from a father. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I just feel like he's living his best life now. So when I think about his heart and the way he's developing, yeah. because me and mom did what we needed to do. I trade places with that boy and just be like, "Man, you got it good. Like I enjoy that, yeah, yeah, because absolutely. I know so many kids that don't get the opportunities to have um, to mm-hmm. see a healthy marriage, yeah. and my son gets to see a healthy marriage, so I would love to see that. yeah, so Kyrie, yeah, that's a, watch out for him man someday. he's going to be uh, hopefully an a NBA athlete one yeah. I love that yeah I love yeah.
2: That. yeah, so um. You know, it's interesting, man. I appreciate you giving me some time to think about this. I, initially, I thought about my two brothers who yeah. never had a college experience, never got a chance to really get out of the state. Right. But really, it's my nephew. Yeah.
3: Um,
2: this young man, when my mom was close um, mm-hmm. to the end of her life, I wasn't physically there. And this is a young man who was in the streets. And he came out of the streets to take care of my mom. I mean, to take care of her, too her up out of bed change her uh, my nephew and he also Mm. you know um, was a felon and he was on papers and i would love for him because he's he loves the lord and he came through He's off papers he's did everything he needed to do it's just been hard and i would love for him to know that his faith is not in vain i would Mm. swap places so that he could experience what i've experienced even though he knows I want him to see it at a different level, and I would switch places with him. And I just know, just like he's grinding and making it, um, I trust that God will give me what I need to grind and make it. I would swap with him just to give him the hope of what's coming in his life. Oh man, I love it. I
0: love it. No, I, you know, I, I appreciate you guys. Mm -hmm. You know, I know that this relationship is going to grow, and we're going to be doing. I, I know some great yeah. things together, but I just want to thank you. both. Yo, you're good, you're good at what you do, dog. <laughs> yeah, i just saying that yeah, I sit up here with you all day. Come <laughs> on, oh, man. <laughs> no, I, I appreciate it, man. I think, um, you know, this is this is why we do the show. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's a platform to be able to tell stories. It's a platform mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. show people that there are people that are doing good, that mm-hmm. want better, not only for themselves, but for our community and mm-hmm. for our world more yeah. than anything. And, and if we're able to affect just a small part of it. Yeah. I always tell I always say this if there's if if Demetrius was the only kid that we ever adopted mm. and he was successful then mm. that was a win. You know, sometimes we feel like what we do has got to be super big. It's not bad to dream big, but you have to understand like take the wins when you get you them. That part. And I'm telling mm. you like if it's one person that we're able to change like that it's worth it because We know that if we change one person, Mm. that person is gonna change somebody because of what you guys did for him. Yes, sir. So I just wanna say thank you for coming on today and sharing your stories and man, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a fun ride. I think we got a lot of great things that we can do together.
1: Without question. Appreciate it, man. Thank you for
0: having us. Absolutely, absolutely. We'll be right back with our next guest. Well, I'm gonna welcome two, I believe, unbelievable leaders of FCA. And obviously for me, they mean a whole lot because not only did they, come down, break bread, uh, but they really have inspired me. And um, I, I've humbly accepted an opportunity to be on the on the board for FCA. But I want to introduce uh, my next guest, Scott Brunstein and Steve Sickink. All right. So I knew I wanted to get that right. I was just telling you, like, man, I, I, I want to make sure I say it right because that happens so often. I know how people are. But I want to thank you guys for 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 coming on the show and, and obviously you know our fans we want to give them a little bit of your backstory so can you just share scott first with you know where you grew up you know c- college professional you know all those things that that make you who you are
3: thanks uh well i grew up in cedar county iowa uh east of cedar rapids outside a little town mechanicsville yeah. school was lincoln of stanwood at the time now people know it as north cedar and uh, growing up on a farm, I went to Iowa State with an ag business degree, um, and uh, but got involved as a volunteer when I was in college, and made the conscious choice to uh, work in the nonprofit field when I graduated. And I've been incredibly blessed ever since. Been doing that for, hate to say, but 45 <laughs> years. God's blessed me to to be You're involved old. in. I am. <laughs> yeah, so um, but uh, yeah, that's so that's kind of who I am, my wife and I, we have a blended family of six kids and uh, really blessed with 12 grandkids and a 13th on the way. And so, yeah, God's good. That's awesome. Steve? Hey, I uh, grew up in Des Moines. Um, my passion
4: was sports, in particular basketball. I went to Hoover and that was basketball was our sport. Um, then I uh, went to college at Central College, played four years down there. Um, And then was like now what do i do yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) uh got into the it world um and uh and that was the days when it was just getting started so it was great opportunities for me to grow professionally um people were coming to me saying hey i want to automate this and they'd tell me their job so it was great eventually um started uh, my own company and uh so um in the it world for about 35 years uh, really enjoyed it um, but had always been having this ongoing conversation with god that if you want me doing something different yeah you probably have to help me yeah. figure that out and yeah. <laughs> through a set of circumstances that were all good um, basically sold the company and didn't know what was next and turns out it was uh, leading fca which yeah. is perfect for me because it's that combination of uh uh god faith and kids yeah and so it's kind of in my sweet spot so it's been great
0: that's awesome you know we talk about it and obviously fca we we work with athletes we work with coaches and you guys are trying to build a team as you you spoke about today of of expanding and obviously part of expansion is putting the right people in the right places and so what has that process been like for you guys to whether it's recruit for area reps or to get people like me on the board um is it is it challenging or do you feel like it's one of those things with the mission of FCA? You're able to really encourage and recruit people and, and, and really get the, the team that you guys want to lead this forward put together.
3: I personally don't see it as challenging. Um, you know, in a lot of ways, it's 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 telling the FCA story, sharing the mission and the story and then that power of invitation. And then it's, you know, everybody makes a decision how they spend their their time, their resources, their financial resources, whatever. And, uh, you know, God continues to bless the ministry um, if we do our work and go out and tell the story and invite people. And it's just incredibly blessed by the the team that's been assembled, the people that are involved. And we're so excited to have you a part of the team as well. So,
0: yeah. you're the director. So
3: uh, how, yeah, you know, I, I think
4: I mean the answer is you know it, it's a it's a God thing. I mean, you just have to be uh, attentive to where God's leading, and I, I think that's one of the things. It's so easy to get up it, within leadership, get caught up in all of the the uh, activities of the day, and God's marching things right past you, and you miss it because you aren't looking. And so, I think we've um, been best when we've been intentional about what it is that we're searching for. And so as a board, for example, to just talk about, you know, we need an area rep in this community. Um, just saying it makes a difference because now all of a sudden everybody's antennas are up and, the, and it's amazing, this, the world gets small real yeah, fast. Yeah. Oh, well, I know somebody, or I was just having a conversation. Um, but to Scott's point, if we hadn't had that conversation, we would have never, even known yeah. that that God did have somebody in mind, so it's I- invitation. But I think part of it requires being intentional about it.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Well, you know, I, you know, I'm seeing, you know, and learning about the impact that FCA is having here in in Des Moines. Uh, how do you feel it's impacting Des Moines from a standpoint of, you know, whether it's where you guys are located now, with the schools that you're working in. How do you see FCA affecting the Des Moines community? We'll start with you, Steve.
4: Yeah, I mean, I I believe that, you know, you you would know as a coach, it's just super challenging. you're playing multiple roles and it it gets challenging. And I think, especially for some of the urban schools, it's even more challenging as a coach. Um, And so I think to be able to come alongside coaches and say, hey, I'm not here to tell you how to run an offense, I'm not here to tell you, you should have been in his zone or man to man. I'm not here to tell you, you should play this or that person, but to be able to just come alongside and go, coach, I just want to serve you. How can I serve you? And it's, it's really interesting because some of the ways a, and responses are not very great mm-hmm. in terms of what's required, but right. that's what they, they just need somebody that, that will listen, um, to them, not judge them and, uh, help them, I think, get up perspective that they they oftentimes because they got a principal beating them on one end parents on another end players not happy because they're not playing yeah yeah referees in there I mean they're always there Um, but so to have that person after a game for example you can just talk with them objectively about um, more about their life than the game itself so that because I think coaches are like athletes oftentimes their identity gets tied to wins and losses Absolutely. too. And so to be able to break them down a little bit and go, hey,
3: there's a
0: bigger game in, in play here. Yeah, I love that. Scott, what, yeah, how do you see
3: FCA affecting uh, and influencing the divine Moines community? There are a lot of changed lives, you know, and not only the current generation, but it's really cool to look at uh, my generation of people and even the luncheon that we came from and some of the leaders that were in that room that accepted Christ through FCA when they were in high school, you know. And so you see that and how that's changed and impacted their direction in life. And you just want that for other kids. And there are so many kids that are in trouble. They're hurting and uh, they don't know where to turn, you know. So that's where we as Christians know that the hope of the world is found in Jesus Christ. And how to share that, for FCA to be invited into the schools and to share that truth with the coaches and the student-athletes is just life-changing. And we're really blessed to be a part of a, a team that you know, has such impact not only here locally, but you know, as we were talking earlier, globally yeah. as a ministry. Yeah. Too. So eight, eight years ago, um,
4: we intentionally reached out to the uh, urban area Uh, basketball coaches and good news is rather than going and saying here's the solution here's how we can help you um, we started the conversation with how can we help you and then listened and oh by the way that's a challenge for the world we're in today and we were amazed because the answer was feed my kids we we had no idea um but what that became is it was a seed planted that then we got connected with uh quick trip who was throwing away food that was you know expired um and got to a we bought a truck a refrigerated truck we would pick up the food that they were going to throw out as long as we promised it would be eaten the next day yeah, yeah. um and we had volunteer drivers that would then take it to the high schools and simple simple need um, but then God provided and I I think one of the things that we've thought often about that is you know good works created goodwill so I mean when we started doing those things they were like hey schools look forward to seeing our drivers um, which I think eventually opened doors to being able being able to share the good news
0: yeah it's amazing because you don't you don't know how you don't know until you know you know so asking the right question but like you said it's so important to listen as opposed to coming in as like, hey, this is what we did over here. We're gonna do the same thing here. Every situation is a little bit different. Hey, Scott, has there been any moments where you look back on now and it's like, man, I didn't know that God was gonna put me there, but He put me there. And the, you know, like I said, the it's just been such a reap of rewards, or you're able to share your story or, or share the gospel with him. Is there any moment like that really sticks out to you where you're like, man, I can't, I was not thinking that, but I was glad I was put there.
3: Wow, that's probably- There's uh, probably a few of them. (laughs) Yeah, it's probably my whole life, really, you know, and uh, the conscious decision at the time to go into nonprofit, but then after that, how God's led my life and uh, and how I've been blessed, you know, and it does get back to uh, the wild moments when I look back and I sometimes talk about the power of invitation because it was a friend of mine that we served on another board, Meals from the Heartland, and he was on the board of FCA, Rob Best, and he invited me to breakfast one day, and he invited me to be a part of FCA. So those kinds of things, you know, and and we all have those opportunities in life where we either say yes or we say no, and it's not to be judgmental but it, again, people often, the most often that people will become involved is when they're invited. And, uh, and so that's a wow moment really, you know. And, and I've remembered that and tried to replicate that in inviting people to be involved with FCA and know about the mission and the purpose and the impact. And, and this, the life-changing stories that we hear from the area reps through the coaches and the schools um, are just incredible. That's awesome.
0: That's awesome. And Steve, for you as as our, as our state director, where I, I don't know. I guess if I ask the question where you want things to go, <laughs> I'm going to ask where do you feel FCA is being led to when it comes to the impact that it's going to have here in Des Moines, and even all around the state, and like you said, globally. Yeah, but yeah, I, mean, I want to focus here.
4: I think the you know the the answer is. We got to continue to do what's got us here, which is serving primarily in high school and college campuses and, and never would want to back off of that because there are just so many great opportunities. I mean, kids are in positions where they are making decisions about their life. Yeah, um, absolutely. And so to be able to be a part of that um, and sometimes being a voice of objective reason and uh, share that there's more to life than uh, than. You know, winning a ball game or whatever the case may be. Um, you know, I, I think that one of the things that both scares me, but I think it's a great opportunity um, for us, and, and so we're going to have to figure out what that looks like is um, kids are really growing up fast, and they're getting exposed to uh, parts of life way earlier than I would have ever dreamed of and uh, so back when i grew up to reach a kid when they were in ninth grade probably maybe was even about the right time to begin planting some seeds and having these conversations um my sense right now is by the time we by ninth grade a lot of these kids have already made some life decisions that have led them down some paths that are not easy to 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 navigate and so um thinking about how do we reach kids at a younger age? And I think the answer is, um, there's all of these clubs and youth sports. Even though we've not traditionally gone to those, I think we're gonna have to figure out ways to do that. And I think it will be a different, I mean, it's the same, but different. So we can't ask people to serve in campuses, um, which a lot of times is a Monday through Friday deal. And then, oh by the way, youth sports, which is a lot on Saturdays and Sundays, and say, hey, you need to also go do this. I mean, that's just too much to ask of our people. Um, plus, I just think there's different networking, different leaders, different locations. Um, but I, I think I think God is leading us to that. And then, so that, it'll be exciting. It's yeah. just a little scary thinking <laughs> about what that looks like.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, this is called the Leave Your Legacy Show, and, and I want you guys to think about legacy as for me, I view it as, and, and how, I, how I say it to people is this you may not feel that you are, but you are leaving a legacy for someone. It doesn't matter where you grew up, what you do professionally, you know, age, color, whatever. whatever. There's someone that's looking to you as a guide, you know, someone to, to lead them. What does leaving a legacy mean to you, whether it's through FCA or, or through your personal? Um, I want to give you guys some time to think about. But what is leaving a legacy to you? And it's a loaded question. I know, oh, but, well, you me. know, I, I mean, think the- I think we all should feel that because the work that you do day in and day out that we all do, um, I think is important because we we can affect someone's life. Yeah, I mean,
4: you yeah, know, one of the things that I've wrestled with over the years is. Uh, you know. I just want to leave the world in a better place than I came into it. Uh, I, I can't save the world. There's way too much <laughs> out, out there. But um, this little piece of ground and earth and people that God's connected me with um, to make a difference in their lives um, that goes beyond <laughs> my life. Yeah. And it sounds kind of morbid, but one of the blessings in my life is, you know periodically find myself at a funeral and um people that I know and love I'm like well I'm not going to live forever either so what what's the world going to look like (laughs) when you're gone right right and to be able to think about that and say but what can I do today there's no promise I mean for any of us as to what that looks like but what can i do today to make the world a better place um and uh um so it's one of the ones i've really worked at yeah. trying to to do and i've been lucky with relationships over the years because i've always lived in des moines and so there's people that i went to school with and yeah. to connect up and hear stories and it's fun Got.:
3: yeah. a lot of things going through my mind <laughs> a couple of scripture verses. Yeah. um one is uh Isaiah 58:10 feed the hungry and help those in trouble then your light will shine out from the darkness and the darkness will be as bright as noonday so if what i do can help bring god's light into somebody else's life through fca or through my family or anything like that that's that's the most important you know and uh the other part and you mentioned the word heartbeat you know i i have some heart issues and i know that whole mortality thing uh faces all of us at some point in time, and we don't know when it is. I, you know, Psalm one eighteen twenty four is, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. It's not about yesterday, and it's not about tomorrow. Tomorrow's not promised, but every day is a gift, a blessing, and uh, so that's how I try to lead my life, and hopefully, you know, uh, whatever I've done and do has been a blessing to somebody else's life, so. Awesome.
0: Well, I want to thank you guys. I mean, it, this this day has been uh, a blessing to me, you know, to to kind of piggyback on what you were saying. And and I just want to say, you know, extend my thanks and gratitude um, just for the offer, offer, you know, to be a part of the board, to be a part of FCA. Um, I'm really excited to see uh, where this can go. And, and I'm just happy that I can be if it's a small part, a small part in this. So I, I want to thank both you guys for for that. Um, and yeah, like, yeah, this is, this is going to be good. And I'm really excited about it.
3: We're really blessed to have you involved, Kenyon. And, you know, Romans 12 is about the body of Christ. And, you know, it reads, uh, Paul writes, if you teach, teach well. If you encourage, encourage well. If you give, give generously. And you're such a great encourager. And uh, you have a platform that uh, we're blessed to be a part of through FCA where you can raise Jesus' name up and uh, really encourage a lot of a lot of good kids so. I appreciate that. yeah thanks
0: well thanks for coming on the show and thank you for joining us this week uh this has been an unbelievable opportunity to share what i believe is is going to be such an influential organization as we continue to try to change the lives of those we come in contact with every day so Thank you for joining us today. This was an incredible show about an incredible organization doing great things here in the state of Iowa and specifically the city of Des Moines. I want to thank Storyline Multimedia. Without my production team, none of this would be happening. I want to thank Wise as our title sponsor. And I also want to thank Bravehearts TV for giving us the platform to be able to share these stories. I'm your host, Kenya Murray. Let's keep connecting. This podcast is sponsored by Storyline Multimedia. Storyline is an Iowa City-based media company that specializes in creating high-quality video, photo, and audio productions for local businesses. Not only that, but they also produce a number of podcasts, including this one. So if you're interested in sharing the story of your business with the world, contact them today by visiting StorylineMultimedia.com. And remember, your story matters.